1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: Good evening. It is a day that we mourn the loss of the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! While simultaneously celebrating the second and or third reveal, depending on how you look at it, of Skull and Bones.
3: It's a, uh, a lot oh. of people died this week. A lot of people. James Kahn. There's been three. Another uh, another Sopranos actor just died as well today. Not James Kahn? Not James Kahn. Oh, okay. A different one. Oh. So that's four people then. Yeah. There's the the shocking one, which is the former prime minister of Japan. Yes. With the dude who made a homemade gun. I say that's that's the murder one though. Yeah, that one's just straight up like assassination. But did you see the gun that he he made a gun and it was activated via batteries? It's like a makeshift like shotgun that was. You wouldn't download a gun. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. There you go. There's that crowd.
2: Yeah, there's that. Then the Yu-Gi-Oh creator died. Then mm-hmm. James Con died. Now another Sopranos person, like just. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. What up with that thing? I want to know.
3: Yep. -er Birdoodles. But hey, you know, if you're not dead, um, (laughs) you could could maybe play new video games. Oh, yeah. That's like the darkest opening I think we've had in a while. Or, you know, you could not play new video games and be dead inside, um, which I subscribe to that lifestyle. That's true. He does. It
2: does not help when I forget to text him back. Yeah. I I responded immediately. Yeah, which is which is which must have been the issue is that my phone I was still like in conversation with you, so it just mm-hmm. said, "Hey, there it is," and then my phone went to sleep or something. Yeah, because I never saw actually, the I never yeah. saw the message notification until I was like, "Man, I never messaged
3: him," and I looked at it Thursday, and I was like, "Oh no, he messaged me immediately." <laughs> when you didn't respond after a couple minutes, I knew immediately that's what happened. I was like, "Oh, I responded too fast." Okay, <laughs> got it. I was like, ah, now we didn't. We now we didn't play Sniper Elite again for
2: another week. Yeah, shit. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you could play other n- new games. Kind of like number one, Match Point Tennis Championships for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number two, Ruins Magus Magus for the PC, and the Quest. <clears throat> number three, AI The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. In if you live in Europe. And number four, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. That sounds weirdly sexual. It does. Did I get it right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Sure. It looks like Klonoa, which Eh. I don't don't like the word. Eh. What? You think I'm saying that one wrong? No, I'm
3: just saying that word's
2: a little dicey. And then it says, and then it's fantasy, but it's the cool way to say fantasy with a PH. And then it's reverie. Who uses that?
3: I don't know. some weird dating sim shit or something. I'll risk it. Uh oh. Little risky right off the bat. Uh, For anybody that
2: wanted an update, Marwin just sack bunted, and the Yankees are up 10 5. 10 5. On a sack bunt. Sack bunt lovely. You know what? I'm not even going to look up the full name. I'm just going to type Klonoa and see what happens. <laughs> oh, it's a video game series. Or that, that that obvious, I guess. Started in 1997. Of course. It's, oh, like it's old. Cartoon. Okay. And apparently there was one on the Wii in 08. And then on the Game Boy Advance... There are a couple of them. There was a Klonoa Beach Volleyball, which if you want to go down the road of that word doesn't sound good.
3: It just gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having a beach volleyball version too is, is uh telling. Empire of Dreams is another
2: one. Lunatea's Veil. Vale.
3: Moonlight Museum. What is this? Sounds uh Interesting. Yep. It the uh Klonoa
2: sometimes referred to as Klonoa of the wind, is an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic human long humanoid long eared cat like creature. A furry. Yeah. <laughs> then the second question was is Klonoa a bunny? The series stars the titular character, Klonoa, who has features of a dog, cat, and rabbit, but is not explicitly any particular animal. Oh. So we're really just... Japanese, I'm assuming. Klonoa is Sonic's younger brother. And I'm no longer going any further into the lore. <laughs> <That laughs> you really far... threw me on that one. <laughs> that, is, that is far enough. Wow. Okay. I'm sure it's kind of like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit where do you know that reference? No. That is a that is Walt Disney's first character before Mickey Mouse. Oh,
3: okay. But again, no one talks about it. Nope. It's over in the closet. Yeah. Okay. All right, what do you want to do? Odds, evens, nothing? <laughs> Sign me up. All right. Evens though. Okay. I'll take the fun one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. number one the u.s supreme court's decision to overturn roe versus wade is still reverberating through the games industry here's a quick roundup of what's and happening life yeah, in general life life in general and apparently there was a new executive order today yeah i didn't there's a bunch of other stuff you know I'm just saying well, there's been a whole slew i've just i'm i've turned it off at this point i'm just like uh the world you know i don't care anymore it's terrible I'm just going to be a hermit. Thanos. Um, Where's my Thanos? So, Matt, Bethesda... How do we do do
2: that at the same time? I don't know. That was weird. We're just hoping our combined powers might actually do something. (laughs) The amount of things we can speak into existence. If I I randomly one day while we're doing this snap and half the world disappears, man, that'd be weird.
1: (laughs)
3: Uh, some at Bethesda slash Zenimax agree with the court's decision, which led to internal contention that at times spilled over into Slack. One incident involved an employee posting an eight-paragraph anti-abortion rant. Other employees are criticizing leadership at those companies for their lack of action. Part of me might, found,
2: might have found that employee in the break room and put them to a wall. <laughs>
3: Just, what are you talking Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Uh, Sega has announced that it will match employee donations made to nonprofit organizations in favor of reproductive rights. For everybody that Sega has left employed. Uh, the ABK Workers Alliance called for a walkout following the reversal of Roe v. Wade, although Activision Blizzard was one of the game studios that spoke up for abortion rights. The group had a few demands related to the court's decision employee relocation assistance, the option for remote work, and cost of living adjustments for staff to move to a safe state slash country. There you go. That's uh, that's a few of the things that, uh, that have happened this week related to that lovely topic. <sighs> I just...
2: Motorcycle. So again, what?
3: What about my house? Signals. Gun it. There is something like there is a clear. It's not divide because it's both ways too. Like, I feel like no matter what, no matter what direction they're going, this this point is the the acceleration. Yeah, it's the start Uh line. It's a it's a two way start line. Yep. And you know what it is. You know those fucking speed pads. There's a speed pad in front of your house, so they hit it and they, they accelerate really quick. Oh, oh, the
2: old uh, the old Mario Kart speed pads or mm-hmm. the uh, yep. the Hot Wheels Turbo Wheels on yep. the
3: side. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: Oh, I wish that was actually the case. I like how Activision Blizzard can't win like they were one of the only and first game studios to like you know make a statement basically saying in support of reproductive rights and still their employees are like no fuck this company like
2: so i i uh, in this specific instance i don't know if it's that in this specific instance i think it's just a it's a just oh, it's a, a walkout of like we're yeah, not yeah. taking it. Fuck off to mm-hmm. the to the country, not to like ABK specifically. Yeah, but then well, they that's are. Going, what, that's then, the funny part about it, though, is they still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still they like... going back to them and saying like, we <laughs> yeah. want these changes put in now that this has happened. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. Which is fine. Oh, I trust me, know. they're gonna walk out like five more times
3: based I on the decisions that they're the company's about to make. I don't know if I like this trend of companies having to make a stance either way well because it's kind of like a floodgate thing like we know that these companies invest in political campaigns and all this and that which obviously is not a good thing and i'm not a fan of but right so it goes back to 2008 yeah so it's like do we want to do we want to push them to do that more like i don't know if that's necessarily the direction we should be taking yeah you think we should say hey shut the fuck up take your money Shove it up your ass or give it to me. Yeah, the idea would <laughs> or give be it to, your to just not allow uh,
2: political people to be bought, period. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, wh- here's a radical
3: thought that stops a lot of that happening. Hey, we don't like good ideas in America. That's true. That's communism. Get out can of here. have a dirty red? <laughs> <laughs> I like the,
2: my idea of not giving <laughs> political powers money. Is <laughs> <It's> communism. <laughs>
3: Listen. Uh, do I not like it? Then it's communism. Now you're That's speaking. That's how this
2: works. Now you're speaking like a Republican.
3: Yep. <laughs> That's how
2: this works. Modern day Republican. You and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene.
3: Yeah. it's, it's my she, girlfriend. Cause... I
2: got a post over in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're using it for a dartboard. <laughs> she posted some... Uh, Fake things going on about the shooter from July fourth and
3: Oh, I can imagine. I can We're not a political podcast though. Can you believe that?
2: They're all insane. Yep. Number two, God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok, good topic when you think about it. Yeah. The long-awaited sequel to 2018's God of War will launch on November 9th, 2022. The release date was revealed via a blog post alongside a new trailer about 30 seconds long. Sony's Santa Monica's title is set to release on both the PlayStation 5 and 4, unfortunately. Several editions from Standard 2 Collector were also unveiled and will be available for pre-order starting on July 15th, 2022.
3: Um, which is mm, two weeks, the short little, I'm calling it a teaser. I know they call it, a, they call it a trailer, but it's 30 seconds. So, you know, whatever. Got me like, is hyped. That not, is that not how they're right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's just too easy of a joke of what do you want to call thirty seconds? you know
3: what I mean oh yeah, Feature I mean, film depends on how you're when you you're made at. the first comment about it being thirty seconds, I was gonna be like, there's a <laughs> lot of things in you know that in my life that only last thirty seconds,
1: but um,
3: <laughs> we've lost our minds tonight <laughs> we really have the trailer got me like hyped because i I like the like up i don't want I don't know if upbeat is the right way to put it, but they they like. You know, you see them having a strong relationship and, like, standing together, and it's just like, yes, I like that. I'd like more of that, please. Yeah. Yeah, it –
2: I'm happy – well, I think it's also just due to because how one ends with him kind of finally being over angsty teen. Yeah. Uh, that once once he's no longer the annoying brat – mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what, what like almost buddy cop style they get up to.
3: Yeah, well, how that dynamic's gonna be, yeah. and
2: and like, yeah. are they just doing? Do they have cool father son handshakes? Like, It'd be woog- really funny like, if, like, if they do like, a rocker.
3: If they do a rocket power, woogity woogity, like I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suspect Kratos is still gonna try to be angry dad, but his son's gonna like mess with him all the time. Well, I'm expecting it to that. Well, definitely that, mm-hmm. but I'm also almost expecting
2: like a Baymax situation, mm-hmm. where yeah. he's Baymax of just void of emo- emotion and not sure how to do things, but he's trying to like be his son. Trace is
3: like, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> fist pump, boy. <laughs> Uh, Number three, Take-Two has issued a DMCA takedown to a modder known as Luke Ross, who is behind VR versions of GTA V, Red Dead Redemption 2, and the Mafia Trilogy. Uh, The modder has asked Take-Two for clarifications because, quote, None of my modifications are built using software belonging to Take-Two interactive software, and the modifications are not intended to replace their games, nor are they a means of exploiting Take-Two interactive software. Uh, proprietary IP or assets. All of my modifications require that users buy and own the games before they can add my modifications. End quote. In an update, Luke Ross said that he hadn't heard back from Take-Two at the time of the writing, but that Patreon had offered to try and establish a direct channel. Uh, I'm kind of curious about this one specifically because of the circumstances. Like, um, I mean, they issued the DMCA, and but his defense and, and is like you know, pretty seems pretty straightforward. So I'm curious, to see where the, it goes. The quote seems pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two reasons you issue a DM.
2: There's more than two reasons, but there's two big reasons in this situation you would issue a DMCA. Yeah. One, you're take two, and you don't like people doing stuff to your games. Yep.
3: Two, you're working on it already. That that was my immediate like. Why all of a sudden do it now? And it's like, oh, you're you're working mm-hmm. on it. So, which is where you don't
2: want this to play out in public, and you should have Just not, hired him. <laughs> yeah, like you reach out to him and say, like, I don't want a DMCA, DMCA. Or yeah, yeah, DMCA. You come sign an NDA and come hang out. Yeah, and we'll figure something out. Yeah,
3: yeah, but take two. They don't work that way.
2: Number four, Mikey Barra, a.k.a. Quick, has confirmed in an interview that BlizzCon will return next year. Quote, we recently hired a new leader of BlizzCon, April McKee, who is hard at work on that plan. We
3: are committed to bringing back BlizzCon in 2023. Another week where we're getting them uh, doubling down on their their shit. Always a good thing. Bringing back BlizzCon, they're killing Heroes of the Storm.
2: I don't know if that's in here. Is that I didn't they officially that. said we're done doing updates? Okay, it'll it'll now just be like some little tuning and balance patches, but they're not going to put out any new content. I mean, it wasn't. No, they would already stopped like majorly supporting it a while ago.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Recall they were just it. kind of slowly adding like new characters, I think, and stuff. But now, I think that's even stopped. Uh, I really feel like they're just trying to double down. Like Blizzard's doubling down on like their the things they already have going like while they have Diablo 4, they yeah. have Overwatch 2, yep. Their mobile uh, stuff.
2: But yeah, that and then they've been everybody thinks the Dragonflight alpha is a week to 2 weeks away. What he do you is. think? Well, it's We don't give a shit about what other people think. It's named. apparently What and, do you
3: think? about uh, next, it next week. Next week. Okay.
2: Uh it's now been listed in the BattleNet launcher like you can find it. You can't download anything but mm-hmm. it, it's there. Yeah, okay. I think it's the code. I don't know if it's actually a, a choosable option yet. Um and they've so they initially released just the two trees. We got the blood DK trees and we got the druid trees. Yep. And then later they went like okay, here's the DK trees. Mhm. And today they dropped two more after they dropped Then they dropped the priest one, and they dropped two more today. They dropped the hunter and the rogue one. So like they're they've accelerated how fast they're dropping them. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think
3: that we're pushing closer and closer to it. Any any uh, substantial things that caught your eye? Thought that uh, ruffled some feathers? Anything talent like tree wise or just in general with the oh, with the various it. info coming out? No, nothing. That's like
2: until we actually have alpha and get to play play around in there. It's not gonna. I'm not going to freak out. Yeah. And the talent trees are fun to play around with, but I don't know we have the talent trees, but we only have the current like stats on them. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if they, when they do balance changes going into the expansion where they're like, oh no, the current ability that you have that does 50% damage is only going to do 30 in dragon flight. So your talent tree might now be different because it's, we're tuning it or whatever. So it's like, yeah. There's... Could they
3: be dummy numbers too? And they could be swapping in like different ones. They can be dummy numbers for things that we don't have. Hmm Uh, because there are talents in there that we
2: just don't have okay or and don't have and like have never had kind of so
3: things where you're like i find it like wow is so interesting because games are like i guess it's the age and the whole idea of like what wow is and everything but a lot of games like go for the surprise angle but like wow is very much like this is what we're doing it might change they
2: they well here's the thing they need to do that because every time they want to try to surprise us they miss the mark entirely mm-hmm. so they almost they they need to surprise with the game elements not like the talent trees yeah the talent trees are while surprising are like your appetizers for your meal and you know the restaurant you're at you're at the dragonflight wow restaurant but you don't know what's gonna be put on the table in front of you. You're just there eating a 12-course meal, and you don't know what you're going to get. Hmm. So they're just kind of bringing you out appetizers like, oh, hey, here's how this could go, or this could go, or this could go. Yeah. But none of it's also finalized, so like they could move Talents around potentially on us, too. Because I think that's the issue with the Death Knight tree, or one of the issues with the Death Knight tree, and maybe the Druid tree in a certain... There's a couple spots where it's like, these shouldn't be where they are. Like they shouldn't be weighted in the way that they're weighting them. They should just kind of be like flipped on the mm-hmm. screen so it makes more sense when you go through them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but that's really it.
3: Hmm. Okay. So it's like they could
2: still move stuff around. So even the ones we're playing with, regardless of the numbers, like the talents might not be in the right spot, potentially.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Odds are that... Odds are they're probably going to stay there. Yeah. But there's just a chance. balance. Yeah, but... I don't. I like playing around, and I'm kind of like looking at it. Like the ones that came out today were Hunter and Rogue, which I don't know enough about to even make a tree. Hunter, I could do for what I could do for Marksman. I couldn't do it for anything else. Rogue, I can't do it all. I, have, I just play whatever the top people play. I literally go look at their stuff. I'm like, what are they running? Perfect, give me it. A- yeah. Druid, I can make. Death yeah. Knight, I can't make. Well, Blood, I can make. I can't make the other two. I mean, you. Priest I can make. Priest is entertaining. The Priest one was actually really interesting because I think Discipline is going to be... If Discipline stays the way that it looks on the talent tree, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hate
3: Discipline. Well, I guess that's an accomplishment. (laughs) Switch it up a little bit. Uh, Number five. PlayStation is removing purchased content from accounts in Germany and Austria next month. In a legal notice, the company said that from August 31st, users will no longer have access to content from studio canal due to the company's quote evolving licensing agreements with content providers. You will no longer be able to view your previously purchased studio canal content, and it will be removed from your video library End quote PlayStation shared a long list of films affected by the change, but gave no mention of refunds for digital content purchased via the store. Interesting. I don't know what any of that means. Um I, mean, I, I think kn- this kn- is the f- big big <laughs> first it means, like but... big Yeah, yeah. I got Yeah, <laughs> It's like one I think it's the first like big application of this whole idea that you know you could buy something and they can take it away afterwards.
2: Yeah, but this seems like a they can take it away because Studio Canal is like
3: doing stupid shit. Like not PlayStation. PlayStation is just doing a so, apparently, Studio Canal was purchased by another entity. I think that's what's kind of caused this. And I don't know if that, like, changes, like... Yeah, like the licensing agreement Like, licensing or and rights agreements, but, it, but at the same time, like, that's... I feel like it do, it shouldn't matter because if someone bought, bought it, they, like... It goes back to the whole idea of, like, digital shit. Like, well, do you really own it or do you own... The, a license, yeah. Do you own a, a, the license to use it, right? Which is like, I don't
2: fucking. Really. I mean, I can explain it, but it's not good. No. It's not the answer anybody ever wants. No
3: one likes it. It's like you own a license. It's just what it is. Yeah, but it makes I, sense for like I, some I, things, but for like a movie, doesn't really make sense. No, I agree with that. But I also agree with the idea
2: that like buying a movie right Mm -hmm. you should just be given a the file
3: yeah yeah no matter
2: where i get it just give me the dot mp4 whatever yeah
3: you you it's your it's your your file it's your thing it's like no i don't own the movie i own a copy of the movie that i paid for with whatever yeah yeah it's tangible in some way yeah but alas here we are yep here we
2: are that's all right. I mean, it's so maybe stop buying movies digitally. Like who does that? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to you know Just stream if you, them if you're really going to do anything and then like this wouldn't be an issue.
3: Exactly. Um hot take. <laughs> I guess yeah, hot take. <laughs> I I do love how like streaming and the uh, streaming and everything going digital completely broke me of my like desire to own movies. Yeah, 100%. Like at one point I had like I don't know Eighty, hundred 100 movies. And now I'm just like, oh, fucking. I don't have that. I have a shelf. I don't
2: need that. Like, <laughs> I have a shelf that's upstairs that's probably about as long as that entertainment center mm-hmm. that just has one row of movies on it, all DVDs. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, I don't. Huh. Yeah. Because it used to be, you know, we worked at Target. Yeah. But you'd hit Black Friday and be like, oh, man, the $5 to $10 movies yep. that are all hugely discounted. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to snag. I don't know. Five Blu rays for 50 bucks that are mm-hmm. normally 30. Cool. Now it's like, why?
3: Yep. <laughs> the only thing I have bought fairly recently, not even super recently, is I will buy anime. And the only reason why is because they generally do limited runs of the yeah. discs. And anime is pretty like Crunchyroll and like a, a couple of the streaming services has made it more accessible. But a lot of times, like, there, there's animes that will just disappear. And, like, yep. you, that's it. Like, you either have to, like, scrape through the bowels of the internet to find some, some torrent of it. Or you have to own a physical copy of it. Yeah, it's like the only things now that I'll buy physically
2: are, like, games. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, digital uh, content. It's like, I'll buy games. But if I'm buying a physical game, it's for, like, something old. Yeah. Or something where it's, like uh, I don't know depending on the PlayStation game, like if I'm gonna borrow it or you know whatever, yeah, but it'd be like, no, like I'd snag more Super Nintendo games or GameCube games and just kind of like fill out my collection because there is
3: no digital option to go get those, yeah, that and they are like somewhat finite, like they're not yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't just they're not making new ones,
2: like I would love that to have more Super Nintendo games in it, so it's already got it
3: quite a bit, but. Yeah. More. I feel like it's... I mean, it could be that you're sticking containers behind it, but I feel like it's propagating. No, it's not propagating. It's it's only because
2: that container's there. I had to... There were... Initially, they were only stacked like four high beti- behind those games. Then when I put the container in, I couldn't put them there anymore, so they mm. had to get taller yeah. stacks behind it. Yeah, because the, f- the four facing ones, I believe, are WWE... Or maybe that might be WWF, I'm not sure. Uh, Ken Griffey's Baseball, I think Tetris Attack, and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time.
3: Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles, Turtles, Heroes and a Half Shell. Turtle Power.
2: (laughs) Number six, the European Parliament has now adopted the Digital Services Act and the Digital Markets Act, which combined are described as, quote, the first comprehensive rulebook for the online platforms that we all depend on in our lives, end quote. That sounds ominous. Both will be applicable across the whole of the EU, including for companies not based in the region. The legislation is far-reaching and affects everything from hosting and intermediary services, such as internet access providers, to online marketplaces and, quote, very large online platforms, end quote. It's not completely known how it will affect the game industry, but here are a couple takeaways. The Digital Markets Act will force platform holders to allow users to sideload apps and install software via means other than the official stores. It will also prevent platform holders like Apple and Google from blocking payments via third-party systems. And the DMA is a set of rules and regulations specifically targeted at large online platforms the EU considers
3: to be a gatekeeper. They do have definitions for gatekeeper as well, but it's kind of common sense stuff like, you know, like prop, like iOS, the iOS store would be considered like a gatekeeper or, you know, platforms that are so big and so powerful that they can, like, determine markets. Yeah. Interesting things across the pond that will... You know, probably not affect us, but we'll all wish did affect us. Yeah,
2: we'll see how it goes. After they tried to do the whole cable thing here too.
3: Mm. Yep. yep. But then they got distracted. Fucking, I was gonna. <laughs> EU's over there getting universal cables, and we're over here, you know, removing women's rights. <laughs> <laughs> removing
1: women's rights. Uh... Priorities, man. <laughs>
3: Oh uh, my God! Oh, this is country. Yeah. Spin that plan around. Uh, speaking of shit shows, uh, Rockstar Games oh, has no. con- <laughs> <laughs> has confirmed that it is no longer working on major content updates for Red Dead Online. In an update on its website, the developer discussed its plans for both Red Dead Online and GTA Online, revealing that it will be winding down the former in part as the studio concentrates on GTA 6. According to a report this week, a remaster of GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption were also axed in favor of GTA 6 following the poor reception of their GTA Trilogy.
2: So, the Tinfoil Hat Theory time? Sure. They purposely released the GTA Trilogy remaster, right? Okay. On purpose. We know that was a d- deliberate choice. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> but it is the form. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the form in which they decided to release it. Yeah, the three pack. You're saying the or? three? No, well the three pack. That was fine.
3: That basically had like a fucking filter on it.
2: That was basically the mobile port. Yeah.
3: And everybody's like, "This is." They had just- like an anti aliasing filter
2: on it, right? Like this whole thing is a giant shit show. Yeah. They released that in a bad state because it was easy for them to do it because it already existed Mm -hmm. in a mobile port and they went perfect. Everybody will hate this and we can say we can stop doing work on the four and red dead remake that we never were doing. That we were never doing to begin with, or that we we can use that as our reason to stop doing this. Okay. Where in anyone's common sense mind, had they remade Red Dead Redemption and GTA Mm four using the same issues that they did the trilogy in, everyone would have murdered them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So there was them being like Especially
2: Red Dead. Red Dead would have been the actual one to really fight them on when they
3: actually have the game
2: in in Redemption 2.
3: So their plan was to remaster them the same way they remastered GTA trilogy and then they were like, oh wait, people are gonna hate this we need an excuse to cancel it so we don't actually have to put the work in because we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if they hit that tipping point with GTA online to where like they hit that amount of like money, money or lack r- thereof amount of money to where they're like, they had like a specific point where they were like, all right, when we hit this point, we need to get GTA six out so that we can, or you know, we can go back. I, up again. I bet it was
2: the first, the first time that there's either a plateau over six months or the first decline happens. We can everything, which I, I that <laughs> I think we hit it. <laughs>
3: which they're is like fuck, <laughs> which ten years later, yeah, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and now GTA, I'm, they're like, oh shit, we got to start working on GTA six, so we won't see that for another like I don't know, decade or something. <laughs> GTA five like twenty years, yeah. Ah, number
2: eight... The Entertainment Software Association announced that E3 2023 will be organized in partnership with ReadPop. The latter is the company behind PAX, EGX, Star Wars Celebration, New York Comic Con, and other events, as well as the owner of several leading game media brands. Together, the two organizations will host E3 2023 in its traditional home at the Los Angeles Convention Center during the second week of June. The event will encompass both digital showcases and in person components that will also be open to consumers. so
3: I love this interesting. I was not expecting them to make such a good decision oh, fair if that's true um and when I saw it, I was like that's a that's a good idea. All right, we'll see where this goes. I I don't think it's going to reverse E3's course and I think like E3 easy is not going to exist in in the way we know of it as. It's odds are just going to become another event like what RePop puts on, which is fine. But yeah, I don't know. I like the decision. I like it cuz it's just kind of like with with them if if they were continuing forward uh, in the way that they have been. You, we know what we were going to get. And it would be bad. Yeah. At least with this decision. There's the possibility. Of some sort of course correction. Good things happening. For me.
2: I I saw the announcement. I saw the news. And I went okay. Mm-hmm. Again with you. Good move. You know it's not going to be what it is every basically everything you just said and then i went please nobody expect anything next year oh yeah that's year 1 is not going to go well no i mean it, it might go well but it you need to temper expectations immediately for a year 1 event like that for sure and part of me a lot of me wants ReadPop pop to tell is it esa yeah, is that the abbreviation? Yep. Wants to tell ESA to fuck off. Like, just give us your licensing to use the words E3 and stay away.
3: I'm kind of hoping that's what the agreement is, but I guess we will find out in uh, because a then, year or two. then you can mend all the fences that the ESA
2: clearly shit on. Mm-hmm. And you just know, no, no, we're gonna, we're just licensing the E3 from them. They're not involved. Yeah. And then you can still have E3 and then during E3 be promoting Keeley's show and the Microsoft Showcase and like doing a thing like that where now it seems like everybody's just trying to have a dick measuring contest.
3: Well, I, I kind of suspect that it's going to turn into a worse dick measuring contest because now that like I think it's it, going to be interesting to see how the Keeley situation plays out i think out. it
2: i think it very much can turn into a dick measuring contest worse than we've ever seen unless Reed pop who is very good at running like new york comic con and pax both things that have other brands attached to them but just kind of lets them do their thing like take it out of esa's hands who hasn't been able to control themselves for five years
3: yeah and uh, the guy from Pop, I don't, I don't know who, it, who exactly it was. I'm assuming it was some form of like a CEO or whatever said that their plan is to honor and try to collaborate. I can't remember his exact wording, but it's basically his the thought was that they plan on working with everyone and everything that happens inside of the traditional week of E3 and he listed out everything like the PC Game Show, Jeff Keeley's Summer Games Fest, and and like he listed out all that stuff. So Again, Readpop gets it. Yeah. Let them do it. And yeah. ESA get away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean ideally what would be nice is if Reed Pop can turn it into like a like a the the mecca of you know consumer game craziness like the Super Bowl for consumer video games. Give me the site that has everything. Yeah. And then also somehow. They convince... can still have they can still all have it on Twitch,
2: have their own thing on yeah. Twitch and everything like that. But you just need to be a site that when I go E three and then I pull up and it's just an embedded Twitch stream that is the current stream and I run it. There it's yep. problem solved. Yeah. Which that's all anybody wants.
3: Yeah. I mean it's they're kind of uniquely positioned to do that well too because they also own a ton of those media companies as well, which can yeah. do a lot of that leg like, work. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Let's see here. Number nine, CD Projekt Red, has launched a new single-player title based on the Gwent card game <laughs> from the Witcher series. Gwent Rogue Mage is a roguelike deck builder in which players enter a procedurally generated map and fight their way through a series of monsters and bosses using a deck of card-based abilities and cards deployed on the battlefield. The game is set hundreds of years before the events of The Witcher 3, with players taking on the role of the mage Alzer as he attempts to create the first-ever Witcher. However, the story is mostly just set dressing, with game director Vladimir Tortsov Telling IGN, quote, we do not treat this expansion as an official addition to The Witcher lore. The game is available on PC, iOS, and Android, and Tortsov says it will take around 30 hours for players to explore it fully, with each game loop running for up to an hour. In terms of gameplay, Tortsov compares the title to Slay the Spire. Thoughts, comments, questions? Uh, We'll see. We'll see.
2: I mean, Slay the Spire is the king of a deck-building adventure so we'll see what they can
3: concoct. Yeah. Uh, when this first came out, I it was uh, explained as a um, I don't know if they said standalone expansion or an expansion to Gwent, which isn't it just called Gwent? Yeah, it's just Gwent. So I don't know if the what that. It means. might be Gwent, The Witcher card
2: game or something, but like it, it's it's Gwent. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Doing the card game thing, which is cool, you know. I
2: mean, it could be a good hangover.
3: Could be, just kind of moving towards Witcher four. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's I mean, how much? Not saying that it's not hard to build a deck card game, but like you know, it's how hard much, to build a good one. How much effort did did they really have to put into it when they had? They did like a lot of the work. I mean, there's a full fucking card game in in with The Witcher three that's called Gwen, obviously. And they already have an existing game, standalone game. So. Yeah, it'll just depend because it'll a lot of it is like the AI
2: and how do you make each fight unique and mm-hmm. the actual like building of a deck versus just I made the deck I'm walking in with it now. Yeah, so it's a lot of just more like no, they don't have to build a game from the ground up, but they have to build an entire mode from the ground up because Gwen plays entirely differently. Yeah. Number ten. Ubisoft has announced it will be deactivating the servers of some of its older games on September 1st. The shutdown means that owners of multiple games will be unable to play multiplayer at all for multiple Assassin's Creed titles. Far Cry 3, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Driver, San Francisco, and Prince of Persia, the Forgotten Sands. You guys remember those games? In addition, many PC titles will no longer be able to install or access DLC, In Ghost Recon Future Soldier's single-player play- single campaign will only work in offline mode, according to Ubisoft. Man, you remember Future Soldier? No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a Graw title. Oh. Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Yeah. Future Soldier. <laughs> Word Vomit. Uh, The publisher claims that closing the online services for some older games, quote, allows us to focus our resources on delivering great experiences for players who are playing newer or more popular titles. A.K.A. we don't want Frank to keep that one server alive
3: anymore for the three people in the world that are using it. Yeah, man. They got to, you know, they got to reallocate resources to Skull and Bones. That huge launch. We're not even there yet. Huge launch, man. We're not even there yet. They're going to need so many servers. No, they're not.
2: You want to know what the joke is? They're going to be like, man, we spent so much money on on online maintenance for Skull and Bones that the month later, their operational costs are going to be just negative. <laughs> They're going to have the mistake that like everybody All jokes right. about. Everybody jokes about WoW and Call of Duty not having on a launch where they don't spin up enough servers to handle the load. They're going to spin up so many servers and not need more than two.
3: What? I was going to be like over under on, on units sold in six months. No, I was going to say skull and bone servers lasting uh, a year. Oh, but that's a little too aggressive. Yeah. Anthem made it a year. Anthem's still going. I think like they're not like, I know, but like, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're not, they're not like, what do you mean? mean? (laughs) Pushing uh, it. You know know what I mean? Like,
2: what do you mean? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Over under on units sold. If it came out in like three months after
3: the, it came out, how many units sold would be more interesting? Did they? It's like a game you have to pay for, right? It's not free to play, right? Right. You imagine? It almost feels like it should be free to play. I'm
2: uh, of me that thinks that, but like, can you imagine? But then, like. It's already bad enough they don't know how to make a UI. Oh,
3: let's just get to it, because then we'll have to
2: fucking. Yeah, can we just speed through this so I can complain about their UI?
3: Um, Ubisoft has officially announced the Division Resurgence, a free-to-play mobile game that it hinted what that it hinted was in the works, <laughs> that it hinted was in the works last year. The company says it'll be an open-world third-person RPG uh, like the mainline sh- RPG shooter like the mainline games. With single-player and co-op modes that let players face off against the environment and story missions and other PvE activities. Resurgence will take place in the same world as The Division and The Division 2 did. Though Ubisoft says its story will be, quote, independent uh, from the original offering a, quote, unique perspective on key story events, end quote. As well as new characters and weapons, Ubisoft hasn't said when the game will come out. I guess we'll see. Uh Yeah. I don't know. Just looks pretty gen- like, I don't I don't want to say generic. But it looks like it looks like a generic third person mobile game. Yes. With a division, you know overlay slapped on top
1: of it. Which yeah. isn't that. I need difficult. to actually
3: see gameplay
2: to like see how it runs and whatever. But otherwise yeah. I was just kinda like, okay, I guess that's a thing. Yep. It didn't You somehow did this, but let's talk about from division one. This would be a throwback to 2014 or whatever it was. You remember when they
3: did the trailer? I remember that one of the coolest fucking things I was looking forward to was the 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 drone. Yes, Yes. was the like I'm going to say mobile integration, but like that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, with the drone. The
2: idea was that you could be a you were an agent in a firefight or whatever, and somebody else like sitting on lunch break at work or wherever could hop into a app on their tablet phone, whatever, and just pilot a drone and like meet up with you in the world and then scan and like tag enemies for you and like kind of help you through the thing. And then they could just leave. And it was like the thing.
3: Yeah. That, that was like my, when I saw that, I was like, that's what mobile gaming should be right there. Because like, imagine it's a Friday. You have that Friday off. Yeah. Like as you do every other Friday and you're in the division playing the division and I'm at work, and I'm like, fuck, I'm bored. And I get on my phone, and I'm like, oh, Nate's playing Division. Let me, I'll get in here. And I fucking get in the drone, and you just see the drone show up, and like, I'm just like, I don't know, fucking spray foaming people, yeah, or just like doing utility shit, just you know. doing random shit. And you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's cool, like, yeah. And it was it was, low impact, like low risk, like yeah, I can just come in, help out, dip, yep, when I'm ready, like, not overpower. So you're not actually like carrying the
2: mission yep. yourself. You're just kind of there doing utility things, and it's like. Oh, you can shoot, like, a healing spray. Okay, cool. Like, whatever. Uh, And then guess what never happened? That exact thing. Uh, The only thing that I know kind of did that was Battlefield 4, 3, had the, like, commander app that you could launch from a tablet and, like, join into somebody's game. But that was a weird I wonder
3: why no one ever, like... I, I wonder if it's like a balancing thing. Like no one ever could figure out the balancing, or like if it was like the back end thing. Like I bet it was the back end thing. Just no one wanted to put the work into like they figure just couldn't. Out.
2: They couldn't find a way to make it like feel really good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What? I'm not making an app just to do it. like no." Yeah, there, there's some communication between
3: like the player and the thing and the world, and they're just like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not dealing yeah. with it anymore." Yeah, but the, that was what killed me about the drone. Though, was like it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter if it wasn't perfect because you'd just be a drone you know what i mean right and all you would
2: do is you would just basically log in 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 my world this app you would log in see your friends in the division like you because you log into your ubisoft account or whatever you would just see who was playing the division Mm -hmm. and you could just hop in you'd be like oh there's so-and-so's in a mission or is like on 32nd street murdering somebody and you'd be like all right cool click join and then you just kind of end up getting like stuck within a 10 yard radius of
3: them yeah Kind of like how the drone works now in the game. Like, you're just... Yeah, you're just kind of hovering around. Yeah. You're attached to the a radius of that player, and that's, yeah. that's it. And then you just say, all right, cool, I'll see you later, and then you disappear. Like, yep. Oh, well. Anyway, Division 1 was a great game, and I will
2: uh, not take any more questions at this time. <laughs> Number 12, Ubisoft announced its plans for this year's Ubisoft Forward with a multi-game showcase set for September 10th in a new Forward-branded stream focused on Skull and Bones. <laughs> This larger Ubisoft Forward event is scheduled for September 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Skull and Bone stream already happened.
3: And, oh
2: boy, here we go.
3: Uh, Skull and Bones has finally been revealed again. Uh, here's some takeaways. Um, Skull and Bones takes place in the waters of the Indian Ocean during what was known as the Golden Age of Piracy. Players start off uh, marooned on an island and must work to build the reputation known as infamy in order to become the most feared pirate on the high seas. Infamy seems to be at the core of the game. Players can engage in all kinds of activities from looting, hunting pirates, and treasure hunting to increase their infamy. The higher the infamy, the higher the rewards they can earn through lucrative contracts. Um, the game can be played solo, co-op, or on PvP servers. Um we watched a little bit of the live stream. The we mature- skimmed through it. We skimmed it, but we got the core. We got the important stuff. We didn't. We didn't need all the talking and and mumbo jumbo shit. I mean, it's about an hour and a half, probably like forty minutes worth of actual content. Yeah. So, I. I mean, this is your game, so you, you all you. I'm making faces right now that you can't see, but it's fine. You told me it was um, your most your hyped game since 2015. <laughs> I was, for some reason, I was expecting it to look, not necessarily visually, but just in general, look better than it did. And look like... It looks exactly... Like you would think that the original version of the game was supposed to be. So, like, I'm just confused on what all the various reboots and stuff were. Or, like, what the original point of the game was. Because, like, what it is as it stands now is kind of what they said it was going to be when they first came out with it. Right. Uh, Which is not really anything special. It's, It's literally, like... You're a sea boat. of thieves! But but you're a boat, and you can't leave. You can't leave the boat unless you are. You're in a community hub, right? You're Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. But what really surprised me was that that lack of like basic polish and like the icons thing and that type of stuff. Like the
2: icons thing is infuriating to me now. Still to think about it. So this is the quick at Ubisoft devs working on Skull and Bones. You guys have an issue where you are showing damage types on one menu, like, oh, your port or your starboard side are weak to fire or piercing or, uh, oh, God, what was the other one? What was the one that piercing looks exactly like? Uh, crushing. Crushing. Piercing and crushing, you need to, like, make different, look different, because they look too similar. Yep. But... The other issue is that when you're choosing a weapon and in the like weapon menu for your boat, you're like, oh, I want to put on this uh, artillery slash bombardment gun. <laughs> uh, the options at the bottom of that menu are not color coded. It just says crushing and then it's a white icon. That crushing icon over there needs to be the same color as the weakness that you're showing on the other side. It cannot be white. They need to be color coded if you're already using color in the one section. That is almost unacceptable at this point to
3: have something that
2: is I think so easy and so simple to do.
3: Yeah, I mean that's the whole point. you you have icons like that specifically f- to like keep it simple and to give the player quick information be like, all right, you know, and even this for- type they're weak too. Let me get a weapon that they're weak to. And even for an accessibility thing. Yeah. You just red. keep the icons consistent. Red is red. It red matches. is red. Green is green. Because the human the human brain differentiates, like, obviously, for color, colorblind it's a different story. But, like, we pick up on color quicker than we'll pick up on shapes. Yes. So, like, if something's green, we'll pattern match it with something else that's green way quicker than the Especially shapes themselves. Especially when your crushing symbol is
2: so close to your piercing symbol and so okay they're red and blue those are two very different distinctive colors good but they're white in the other menu both of them now i now doesn't make any sense yeah
3: everything out the window at that point Um, why you
2: have one entire menu section just not color-coded and then you have everything else on the menu color-coded the storage thing where it was mm -hmm. doing the weight yeah the weight was a yellow bar Mm-hmm. And then even the gun, when it was having the weight, the box to symbolize weight was white again. I was like, why is that not yellow?
3: For whatever reason, that one menu on the left side was always white. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I like, lost my, oh, I got so irritated.
2: Um, And it probably ir- irrationally irritated, if we're being honest. Like, I
3: although, mean, otherwise, yes, like, but no. I, like,
2: mean, like, I mean, like otherwise, everything like played fine or whatever. But it was like, that is something that should be so simple that it should have been done from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Why that's not matched up? It
3: <laughs> the other thing that was unnatural to me that I noticed was all right. So, so we've established multiple, are multiple things
2: that are unnatural.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we've established that you cannot leave the ship unless you're in a community hub. So, like for it's all intents a and purposes, a den.
2: Yeah, I believe that's what they were calling them.
3: So, for all intents and purposes, when you're playing the game, you cannot leave your ship. You, when we say
2: you are a boat, you are is, a boat. It is not a joke.
3: Yeah. Uh. There's a lot of things that you do that almost seem like they should require you to leave the ship, but you that don't. start
2: with the first option. You go to a place and you want to plunder it. Press Y to plunder. It
3: is the equivalent of press X to pay respects. Yep. You <laughs> A cutscene happens where your crew jumps out and starts plundering. You continue on your boat. Mind you, I didn't see a way to skip the cutscene either. Nope. So now the cutscene happens, you could be getting shot at,
2: whatever else is going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, the crew jumps out. Well, guess what? Bad news. You're still the ship. You're now the version of the getaway driver. And not many people ever want to play the getaway driver.
3: So that same thing applies to boarding a ship that you're fighting. True. You get ready to board a ship. You hit the button. You get immediately put into a cutscene that does not seem skippable. And... How quickly are those cutscenes going to get fucking annoying and redundant where you're seeing the same cutscene 20 times? Uh, you would. There is a solid chance you would absolutely
2: never want to board somebody in a PvP server. Yeah. I would prefer... It'd be one thing in a single-player server, because mm-hmm. the AI probably won't be smart enough to take advantage of when they see somebody boarding to just light the guy up that's yep. boarding because he can't do anything, but...
3: I would prefer to still be forced to endure the delay of like you know doing the boarding action if and not have the cutscene, just be idle like you see the ship pull up and you're just idle next to the ship for x seconds, yeah, so you can then... still
2: you can still observe the world
3: yes i
2: would also prefer if i had to go aboard myself yeah or plunder myself even if i had to even if it was just to run on the island and like the whole plundering things happen but i get to run in and like Fight five or six people. Grab, I, my, my task as me is to grab one thing of treasure and then just get back to the boat. Yeah. And then I go back to doing... Like, make me interact with it more than just I pressed Y. Same thing with boarding. Make me run onto the ship, like challenge the other captain or something, do a quick duel,
3: mm-hmm. grab the booty, we all go, yay! And then we leave. Kind of like... Uh, oh, what's that Odyssey you did that, right? Where you had to fight the big baddie on the other ship during the boarding thing. They, yeah. You know, there was I like, mean,
2: one guy that was stronger. I mean, the,
3: the issue with skull and bones is that they have made
2: an entire sailing game before an assassin's creed black flag mm-hmm. and then they've refined that and brought it back up in odyssey and then they fought in well origins you only really show up on a boat once and it's just going to uh athens or greece or
1: rome <laughs> whatever rome even close
2: enough they're all the same and it's as like all of certain armies just rise up out of the dead like what you say <laughs> about us no, relax uh but then in Odyssey, where they went full naval combat again for absolutely no reason, because, again, nobody asked for that. Uh, and they had it, again, where they're like, okay, cool, we know what we're doing. And then they get to Skull and Bones, and everybody, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at it going,
3: what are you doing? Um, gathering resources was another interesting one. So you cut down trees, you, ore, uh, you mine ore, the one but you thi- do it from the fucking boat. The one thing that made sense was picking up the salvage in the sea. Yep. You just kind of sail
2: by it. Yeah. Grab salvage. Okay, makes sense. Done that before. That was a that was an Assassin's The it, <laughs> it was so weird to see him basically nose first into an island. Just like almost what would have been in any other game damage. You would have been taking damage, taking damage for being that close because you would have had to have run ashore. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's showing a saw icon and the guy's Left trigger, right trigger, and you see the tree like fall down. I'm like, why is that how you collect resources? Yeah. At least, at least have islands that have, that are like literally just resource islands. This island has, and to put it on a, uh, we're going to use, we're going to do a real something dumb here. All right. A a real something dumb. I even said said that the most moronic way I could. You'd sail up to an island, right? Just a neutral island. It's this random island in the middle of the fucking Indian Ocean or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's got three icons on it. It's got a tree. It's got a rock. What other thing can we think that they have to get? Coconuts? (laughs) Perfect. Coconuts work. No, coconuts are part of trees. We need something else.
3: Uh, Trees, rocks. um, Well, let's put a treasure chest. Yeah. Okay. And each one of them
2: has four cells. Three or four blue dots for rocks, four green dots for trees, four gold dots for treasure. If there's, say, four green dots for the trees, two green dots or two blue dots for the, the rocks, and one gold dot, that's telling you that it is a highly tree-filled island. It's got some rocks, and there's probably a treasure chest somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's a very hard to find. It's not like, you know. Not an easy treasure chest to find. But you can pull up to that and go explore that island. Yeah. That's all that's there. So you can go out and chop down the trees and, you know, crack the rocks or whatever. But then, yeah, you go to other ones where it's like, I'm going to do this giant uh, whatever uh, base fight. No, you can't get off there. Like, the entire, you're here to fight. You're not here to gather resource. You're not going to go in there and cut down trees. You're here to deal with you know shelling the building and everything else but like you could still have a couple islands where it's like literally the only thing you're going to do is resource you're not going to fight anything there so just so, get off and cut down the tree like go get get off the boat play minecraft get back on the boat go about your day
3: my my thought and i had this while we were talking uh when we first started talking about skull bones right now i thought um, 2015 What would have made it a vastly more interesting game and probably more unique? Keep your ship combat or whatever, and then made all of the making it a little bit more resource management and make it a little bit more RTS. So like your plundering, your resource gathering and stuff like that is all like units and your crew is like units, and then you know you can get away with not having like or I I'll. I'll, I'll hybrid yes, mm-hmm. so we'll
2: take we'll use uh, a term that game designers like to use where we'll use RTS elements. Okay, all right. See what I'm doing here? Yeah. I want to sprinkle a bunch of things, and I'm going to make their morale actually mean something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now, you know, all RTS elements would fit great in this game. Right now, here's here's a issue that I that I had. The guy that was demoing the game kept saying how good it was to keep your crew's morale up. I got a.
3: Quick fucking spoiler
2: alert for you, bud. Absolutely nobody playing your game is going, man, I can't wait to keep my crew's morale up.
3: Can't wait to feed them those fucking
2: Aki or whatever Stop using that as a selling point. Nobody cares to have to keep their crew's morale up. In fact, it's going to be an issue. Anyway, that being said, you have infamy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Morale. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Those are two systems that can work together. Mm-hmm. The more infamous you are, the easier it should be to keep up morale. Mm. because obviously you're infamous. Nobody wants to, like, piss off the infamous guy. Yeah. Kind of how that works usually. Okay. Well, now that I'm really infamous and I am the world's, like, best pirate, I would probably have underlings that I could send out to get resources. So bring back... Now, you played Black Flag. Mm-hmm. You remember the missions? You could send people out in, like, boats. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you could just be like, go get stuff and come back, and they would, like, I should be able to just have, once I reach a certain infamous level or a certain you know whatever power level whatever you want to call it I should be able to have like when I go back to the den and then eventually on my ship in my captain's quarters even though you can't actually walk down there because you're stuck at the helm literally nails through your feet you are crucified to to the steering wheel you should be able to have a control over like oh yeah hey First Mate Frank, Captain Pegleg, Pegleg, I need you to go get some wood. First Mate Frank, go check out this island for some treasure. Report back to me in RTS nine hours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go blow up some shit. See you guys later. (laughs) Fuck off. There's your RTS element. You get your guys that you can have resource gather once you become infamous enough. You get your guys you can go have hunt some gold for you. Now, they're not going to be able to pull back anything game-breaking. You would get more if you did it yourself, obviously, because that would still encourage that person to go do it. But you'd have ones where it's like, oh, there might be a treasure chest on this island. If you have uh, a crewmate that has a treasure-finding ability, they have an increased chance to be able to find it type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Like
2: I don't uh, know, man.
3: So yeah. And that's uh, not
2: even the game I wanted. The game I wanted was Eve Online, but I'm pirates and I get to be King Dick. And everybody pays fealty to me. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. That's that's a harder one to explain, so I'm not even gonna explain that. But even even just the com the concepts you and I have just come up with make me want to play the game. But
3: but what's not in the game? any of that exactly so now i don't care uh let's see here one one of the positive things that we noticed and i, sure, I let's say some we're stretching things. it out here but well um, i mean we're we've shot a bunch of holes that we broadsided the ship if you get it it's like a sailing fight joke <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have made the ships more nimble and enjoyable to sail around in so you don't get yeah the demo that they like play I don't well not demo I guess like
2: with the the actual gameplay they show off is uh, two of their guys like playing the game and they're in in one battle they're basically in like a cove almost like they're in older games you, you'd like you said earlier get stuck like Austin Powers trying to back up forward back up forward and turn around where they were actually just spinning almost in place and able to move mm-hmm. decently nimbly for the size of boats they were in so it it I think the Sailing combat itself will feel fine, but the cutscenes are an issue. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think the combat itself was fine. If not, that again, they kind of need to, and this is for every ship game ever, they need to figure out something more intuitive with bracing.
3: Yeah, the bracing's kind of. Pressing
2: left trigger to brace is boring. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it was press left trigger and a direction different discussion. Mhm. Like oh, the attacks coming from the right side. Every, you know, brace. Or or you're getting attacked from both sides, choose which one you kind of want to take, not just like like if you're on the if you're the captain and you just yell brace. Yeah. What does that mean to any of your sailors? Do they just grab like the closest thing and just hold on and hope? Yeah. <laughs> is That all that means is it the equivalent of yelling hold on? <laughs> like I I just kind of wish that that had more something
3: to it. Yeah, Otherwise, I know. I'm I'm, I'm really curious to what I'm um, just kind of realizing this now, though. So this is really the first time we've seen the game. Right. Uh, we're going to wipe out all the previous reveals because sure, those don't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time we're seeing the game, and it's supposed to come out in November. Right. So the assumption is we'll see a lot more of it going forward pretty quickly. Yep. And I'm curious to see more of it because really we didn't see we saw like the basics. I
2: I I am pleading for Ubisoft to like get in a call with us almost and just be like I don't know what you guys are trying to do and I understand you guys get paid a lot more to design this game, but I think you're fundamentally missing the point on what a lot of your players would
3: actually enjoy. Yeah. I mean to me this screams like we have this game. We don't know what to do with it. Or we don't want to put in the effort. So they went to the Ubisoft grab bag of mechanics. And threw the grab bag. Grabbed some things out of the grab bag of mechanics. Threw it into one of Ubisoft's generic game engines. Shook it up. And yachtsied it out. Yeah. I mean, here's here basically
2: that exact concept. Except they started with a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we need a new game. And somebody went, Pirates. And they went. Good idea. They've kind of been our way for a while. We can do pirates. All right, pirates. We'll mark that one down. Point one, pirates. All right, where pirates? Uh, let's go back to like the golden age, like Indian Ocean. Perfect. I like that. We got a spot. That makes sense. They're related. Easy done. All right, cool. Uh, like customizable boats, a lot of guns, that kind of thing. Perfect. Yep. Chalk that one up. That makes sense. Uh, islands. Those are there. Those are a thing. Uh, hey, what about like we made that game Black Flag? Cool. Let's do that. I like a lot of that. Uh, they can get off the boat in that one. No, we're not doing that, though. Black Flag, <laughs> no walkie. Only sailie.
3: If they walk, it'll be an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> exactly.
2: And that's what the one old guy in the front said. We're well, just making another Assassin's Creed. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> then they get to the point where they go, all right. Does anybody else have any ideas? We got islands. We got pirates. We got a location. We, you know, we're doing like customizable boats. Anybody got anything else? No, not really. All right, cool. Get the flashcards. And <laughs> and here they come, and it's basically like a Scrabble bag of tiles that they shook it up, and they went around to each person. They said, now look
3: away. Pick a tile. Pick it up. Up. Oh, we got hunting. Hunting. Put hunting in.
2: All right, all right. Good job. Now you. Next one, next one. Here we go. What would you like to add? <laughs> Ooh, I think some resource management would be really good. Uh I don't know how we're going to get that to work when they can't leave the boats, but put it on there. Resource
3: management, crafting.
2: Yeah, they got to craft something because <laughs> how else are we going to do the boat upgrade? So crafting, but they can't leave the ship. Make sure that that point is clear. All right, here we go. One more. One more.
3: I don't even know what to throw in there. What else we got? Oh, come on. There's one easy one. We've already memed about it. I'm brain farting. Morale. Oh,
2: um, yeah. We want our crew morale. to be happy. We're a friendly company. We've never abused anybody. We <laughs> got to keep that morale up. Make sure they have morale.
3: Morale. I'm trying to like think of what else we got in. Uh... All right,
2: one more thing. It's one last thing. Okay. A lot of games seem to be doing it lately, but it's a thing we've done for a little while now, but man, Horizon really knocked. I played Horizon this last weekend. We should put this in. This isn't even in the grab bags. I know it's not a part of our thing, but like what if? What if we played Pokémon? Have you guys seen, like, a type-based fight at sea? Oh, weak to fire, weak to whatever the grass-looking symbol is. Still haven't figured that one out. Weak to the coconut one. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. We're going to put in five symbols. No, good joke. You can think of five simple things. We're going to put in ten. And after the other five, honestly, we don't even know what they do differently. Uh, and that's
3: there you go. There you go, that's and bones. That's how it
2: started in twenty fifteen. And then they <laughs> then they revealed
3: it and they said well, you can't
2: get off the boat and everybody went,
3: What? <laughs> what? And they're like, Wait, we'll we'll put it away, we'll bring it back five years later. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> all right, shelve that
2: idea. And then they went back to that. They never here's the best part that boardroom, they've never erased the, the whiteboard. Because it's the only time they've ever used it. And the, the table is dusty. The chairs have mm-hmm. been moved out, but that whiteboard remained. Mm-hmm. Somebody walked back in, and they went, "No walkie, only Sally, unless in a den." That'll confuse. That'll make everybody happy. You can still get off the boat, but only in an area that doesn't matter at all. Actually, because it's all gonna
3: only be menus. Perfect. Perfect. Release the game. <laughs> Chip it. Woo. So yeah, that's Skull and Bones. Um, I'm I sure I can't wait to play it. I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we learn more because um, you know, everyone likes a good car crash. Here's here's the best downside. Which is an oxymoron, but regardless.
2: If this releases in November and something else releases on Ubisoft in November that I want to play. I will get Ubisoft Connect to play that thing, and then I will also try Skull and Bones. If nothing else releases, then I will watch from the rafters
3: as the world burns. (laughs) Oh, the other fun thing is it's releasing on the 8th, the day before God of War. Well, you know what I'm doing. So Sailing on my boat. (laughs) Don't know if that's a wise choice, but oh well.
2: And who knows when WoW releases, you know what I mean? Oh, that's true. You want to talk about my busy fall? Here's some quick things we didn't write full paragraphs on. Number one, Summer Games Done Quick raised a total amount of $3,016,200 in their last event. Number two, Diablo Immortals' first month earnings near $50 million. Spending peaked on day 10 with Blizzard earning $2.4 million. Uh, 30-day downloads reached $10 million. So, hey, a lot of people playing that game. Probably not for much longer. Number three, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority is officially investigating Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Please don't. Please let that just happen. They can't survive on their own. Uh, Number four, another delay. Quote, as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we have made the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 24th, 2023. End quote. As if I couldn't see that coming. Number five, GameStop is laying off staff, according to multiple reports. Axiosis Stephen Totillo reported that the retailer is making cuts across the company, including at its Game Informer press outlet, adding that uh, GameStop CFO Mike Ru <laughs> That's actually funny. Recupero is also gone
3: from the company because he
2: couldn't recoup enough <laughs> of... Uh, and six, he
3: started a, a year ago, almost to the day.
2: I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, number six, Lego has released the mighty Bowser, a 2,800 piece, $270 version of the Nintendo character.
3: It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is <laughs> a lot
2: of pieces. Number seven, Bungie is reportedly making a destiny game for mobile with net ease. Interesting. Uh, number eight, Bioware has hired Mary Delmar, Delmarly, Delmar, Delmarly, Mary Delmarly. Sure. As a senior narrative director for the next Mass Effect, she's best known for her work on the Deus Ex games and Guardians of the Galaxy, which won a game award for best narrative. Mass Effect, man. It's, it's shambles.
3: Everything's in shambles. True.
2: Number nine, Xbox 360 games will no longer be a part of Xbox Games with Gold come October. About time. Yep. Uh, number 10, Xbox has confirmed plans to attend Gamescom 2022. So, hey, they'll be there. Uh, Number 11, Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! has uh, died. Sad. Activated his trap card. Number 12, there was a RoboCop game and a survival game based on the Terminator universe announced this week. 80s attack. RoboCop game looks like shit. They kind of both do. The Terminator one doesn't, there's nothing though. 20 seconds seconds in all those shows is...
3: I don't even know what... What is Nacon? Do do we know who they are? Because they had a whole... like Some French studio. They had a whole showcase of like a ton of stuff. France, man.
2: I don't know. Number 13. There's a Splatoon 3 edition of the Nintendo Switch OLED coming out on August 26th. Number 14. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta dates have leaked. Weekend 1, the PlayStation exclusive weekend. Early access, for those of you that pre-order, is September 15th to the 16th, and the open beta is the 17th to the 19th. Uh, And then Weekend 2, which is the cross-play beta, early access is September 22nd to the 23rd, and open beta is the 24th to the 26th. Shut up about your dates. Nobody cares. Number 15, NVIDIA may be delaying the release of their RTX 40 series graphic cards to sell through their stockpile of the 30 series cards, because as Nate said... (laughs) Uh, I don't don't know if that came across the mic the way I wanted it to. Uh, But like I told people, the 40 series is not coming out when they think it is. This is not the reason I thought it was. And uh, number two, how the did you have a stockpile of 30 series cards when everybody's been screaming for them?
3: NVIDIA? What are you up to? Sus.
2: Huh? What are you up
3: to? So uh, AMD is supposed to be releasing RDNA graphics card. RDNA 3 graphics cards in October. Um. NVIDIA was supposed to originally release, I think, the 4090 in September, I think, was the original month. Or maybe it was. Everything's getting, according to sources, everything's getting pushed back a month right as of right now. But... So, basically, NVIDIA's graphics cards release le- releases would line up more with amds and they'll be able to sell through more of their 30 series which they somehow have and you know i don't know we'll see we'll see
2: anyway it's been seven days what you been up to
3: uh, not a whole lot. I finished um, my Pacific Theater book today, the first of three. It was super interesting. Um, yeah, crazy. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Watching anime still. Um, started playing Snow Runner again because, you know, I like to torture myself. I mean, that is. Yeah torture is good are, know, are you putting lot. any limits on yourself like not go get the russia truck not really because like i never really finished like so many maps have come out since i played gotcha. so like and i never finished uh all of them from before so i'm just kind of bumming around and i don't think i'll play it for a super long time but i'm just kind of like kind of what i'm gonna end up doing to the division too <laughs> yeah probably something along those lines but that's it that's it for me what have you been up to the huge as the kids say the, I mean yeah as as the kids do be
2: saying uh yeah it's just the huge some wow some show uh that's really it we got to get some cyber lead in yeah we do have to do that played a little football manager with Kenny played a game called ready or not that sounds familiar it is a swat game that is hardcore
3: oh okay Kenny and I are doing it as
2: a duo. Wow, Jesus. And we have completed one mission.
3: Ready or not. And that's it. (laughs) So what are you, you're given, like, rooms or a building or something, you have to clear it? You're given a a map. Mm -hmm. Uh, The
2: first one we did was a house with a garage, like, in the back Uh that was a meth den, and they had, like, dug under, there were tunnels underneath as well. That's awesome. It was a two-floor house, and, I mean, we're breach and clearing the entire thing and it's just like where can we are we going to die are we not gonna, like we got killed I don't know how many times trying to do it you still have to you want to arrest people like your your idea is to go and you follow the rules of engagement you know no no killing or shooting unless like somebody is in danger and the whole thing and then we got to the point where we're like well there's never a time where we're not in danger so light them up we switched guns and went in lethal <laughs> and then it's like all right well need to not kill you know the innocent or anything else uh and (laughs) we did the entire mission fine except kenny accidentally killed an innocent uh we were standing outside a door waiting to go in and he had taken his hand off his mouse and like put his hand back on and when he put his hand back on he fired like two or three shots through the door and we're like wait a second is that the that's like the child's room or whatever and we walk in and they're dead on the bed when they're supposed to just be drugged instead like they're just laying there having an episode or whatever, mm-hmm. and he accidentally put a bullet through the door and shot them. And I'm like, "Oh my god, come on!" The one thing we didn't need to do. <laughs> it's almost a real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of it. Mm, uh, that's funny. Flashbangs are brutal.
3: Oh, I can imagine
2: it. I mean, it's 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 a fun time to go through though, because it's just like we were doing a. The second one we went to do was a hotel, and it is much bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> And holy we never finished it. We tried like probably seven times. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to just sprint around, so you know you're slowly walking, you're crouched, you're looking underneath doors to figure out if there's traps on the other side where people are like a whole thing. Like a mm-hmm. level might take fifty minutes. Yeah. And we did the first level and then there was a second floor and I was like, Oh shit, I don't have any more ammo. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a whole thing.
3: Hmm. Interesting. Cool beans. Cool beans. Get distracted over there. Uh, a little bit.
2: Uh yeah. So we gotta the blah, blah 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 blah. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. We gotta get back into cyber league because we only have so much to go in it.
3: Yeah, I mean, what are we, like, halfway through, I think? We're going on to Mission 5.
2: And there's 9. Yeah. So, so. yeah.
3: Nice. I saw a video on YouTube of someone who did a... Yeah, we still haven't done an authentic test. True. Someone took a shot in the Spy Academy, so the mission we just finished. Oh, that giant map, yeah. And it was just under 2,000 meters. Jeez, they just stay at the top of the beginning? I think they, I think they basically went through and they marked someone across the map, and then like backtracked to the uh, beginning of the map, and then they had to. It was so far that they had to the the bullet like arc the entire map basically. Jeez, yeah, that's ridiculous. lot, but it. they did it on hard, so they had the bullet. Yeah, so they the, had the, the, the yeah, yeah the reticle.
2: Well, yeah, it's the only way, dude. Like, you could do it on authentic, but man, the setup would have to be insane. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have I to don't... almost just be sitting back at the beginning, firing pot shots, knowing where he is, mm-hmm. hoping. Yeah, I don't think that's. Or having two people and one person standing where you think you're going to hit him mm-hmm. and be like, no, you're 30 yeah, feet to Have the right. like a genuine spotter, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Except the spotter is instead of being next to you looking in, he is next to your target going, nah, you missed him. Nah, mm-hmm. he's still walking around. Yeah. <laughs> Like the weirdest yeah. version of a spot. Well then you just shoot him. No no no, this is you to do from over there. <laughs> but yeah, we're pretty close to being done with that. So we gotta get back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna re-download division two because I'm uh I'm sick. Sick in the head. Oh, and I'm playing uh still freshly frosted and whatever. So oh yeah, that's right. Little neon white, just kinda every now and then. Nice. Yep. But that's all I got. So and, uh anything else? No. Cool, we'll see you guys in seven days. Uh Please summarize our Skull and Bones things and then tweet them at Ubisoft. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.